Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Potdiva. Hello, Diva listener. My name is Nick. I'm the staff writer here at Diva, and I'm so excited that I got to speak to today's guest. She's a celebrated theatre actor, and she's blessed our screens as Queen Charlotte in the sensational show Bridgerton. Let me introduce you to Golda Rocheville. In our conversation, she talks season two of Bridgerton, which will be available to stream on Netflix on 25th of March. We also discuss the Queen Charlotte spin-off show. Golda also opens up about what it's been like navigating the industry as a black lesbian and encourages us all to ask, what if? Without further ado, let's jump right in. Part Diva. So Golda, how has your day been? It's been really good, you know. I walked into town, into London town, and met Hugh, who um, plays my secretary in Bridgerton. I met Adjua, who plays Lady Danbury, and Ruth, who plays Mama Bridgerton. We all went for lunch, which was really, really nice. Yeah, I haven't seen the girls, um, yeah, since last year, since we wrapped. I see Hugh all the time, like we meet like three times a week, even when we're working. We can't get enough of each other. Yeah, yeah, it was really good to see them. It was nice. What about you? What did you do? Uh, I've just been working today. I'm going to plan to watch The uh, Witcher later. They're doing a, a spin-off as well, of the, aren't they? Something like that. My friend is in like some other thing, but it's uh-huh. from The Witcher. Yeah, I think is so. Yeah, I think so. And you're getting your own spin-off. I was going to ask you about that. That is very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting my own spin-off. We, we start filming very soon, actually, in March. I know nothing about it. <laughs> um other than it is a um, origin story, which is great. And, you know, it's always, I mean, gosh, it's quite, I feel very blessed that, you know, the work, I'll give myself a pat on the back for a minute. The work that I've done in Bridgerton kind of feels, people feel like they want to see more of the character and get to know the ins and outs of her and how she ticks and where she comes from. And I think it's a really interesting a premise that you kind of keep it within the world of Bridgerton. Yeah. It has that relationship and that connection to Bridgerton. I think it's going to be really good. I'm really looking forward to it. I had my first uh, makeup and uh, costume fitting. Really beautiful, lovely, lovely people. The team is going to be really great. And yeah, the frocks and the wigs are going to be, you know, equally as sensational as they are in, in Bridgerton. 
And what do you have a favourite costume that you've worn so far on the show? I think my favourite look, and it's one that was captured in a lot of the um, marketing photographs, um, was the one that um, it's like the pink wig with the pink, oh, and I'm yeah. holding um, one of the Pomeranians, and that's that was one of my favourite scenes because that was with that's the the tea party yeah. that I that I have with Mama Bridgerton. And it's just the two of us and it's that kind of dropping that hint of what the gossip and what to do about reggae and Phoebe's character. But yeah, I think that was my favourite look. But there's been so many, right? Yeah, definitely. And uh, I saw Um, in um, an an interview that you said that they actually put quite a lot of care into making like Afro versions of your like um, pieces as well. Yeah, I think, you know, it's so important. I've had times in my career where I've been in situations where the person, and it's, you know, through no no fault of their own, it's just how the industry is and what people are taught and uh, what they seek out that, you know, the situation where they don't know about black hair. And it was really lovely to be able to have discussions about black hair and for people to come and say, right, what do you think about this? We've had this idea to incorporate texture, black hair, different textures of black hair, to have the kind of little frizz that I have in my own hair at the front. We're going to incorporate that in the wig. And that's so empowering, I think, for the actress and what the character is trying to reflect through the screen to the people who are watching it and the kind of inclusion and representation not only in the color of my skin but in the way I look as a black person um, and my hair and to try and live truthfully through through the character you know yeah it's so important all of that stuff is really really important I think. Oh, I'm, um, I'm so glad that you've had that experience I was wondering you know navigating the industry can be pretty tough how what has it been like for you navigating it as a black lesbian and like when you first started out and how does that compare to what it's like now that's a really interesting question because it's something that you can't see straight away it's something that you get to know about me as you get to know me and it's i've had positives and negatives positive is definitely something that is more about me navigating my own emotions my own ideas of how people see me and and my own ideas of how I see myself in the industry and as a person it's all I've always strived to be positive Um, I've always strived to be a representation Um, I, I, I never I'm not interested in being a voice for the lesbian community, but I think within my, I'm just not political like that. It just doesn't, you know, uh, there, there, are, there are much more eloquent people than, than I to, to take that baton. But within my own community, within my circles, and to be out and proud is very, very important. In the industry, you know, I'll give the example of playing Othello. I played Othello at the Everyman Theatre in Liverpool as a woman. And when I went up for that role, 
when they were first, when I was first discussing it with casting directors and my agent, it was an instinctual way of looking at the character. And I said to my partner, you know, I'm really interested in playing her as a woman. It didn't sit right with me to play her as a man. I really, really felt strongly about it. And I thought going into the casting, if the director doesn't feel the same way, I don't know whether I can play the part. Now, I was really, really lucky that I didn't even even have to say anything. The director was like, I, this is really interesting to me. What do you think about it? And I was like, that's what I want to do. That really interests me. We swapped all of the pronouns as far as we could, because there, there are some pronouns that didn't sit right with the iambic pentameter and stuff. So we had to keep, to keep that stuff. But I think the stuff that we kept was really interesting because it was language like man up. And I think being a woman and having that said to you really made an interesting discussion and dynamic. And also Mercutio, when I played Mercutio at the, at the Globe, she had to be a woman because then it was really interesting, the dynamic between the Romeo, Mercutio and Benvolio to put a woman into that threesome and the sexual dynamic of that threesome and that communication with the boys just was so thrilling to explore. I was lucky enough with those two experiences to have directors that were like, yeah, absolutely. This is really exciting. This is what we want to do. So, you know, in that sense, it's been really, really positive. The negative parts of it is just, you know, sometimes it's a boys club and you're just not involved in it and they they can't do anything because they can't fancy you or sleep with you because you, you don't have any interest in that. But that's very, very rare and I don't entertain that. It's just not interesting to me. And I've always batted it away in bars and stuff like that or joked about it or told them they're idiots. The majority has been positive for me. I'm glad it's, yeah, I'm glad it's been mostly positive and... Yeah. Um, I'm glad to like that you've played so many firsts as well. So you've played like the first lesbian Ophelia and then also the first, yeah. um, like the first black queen and stuff. So yeah. yeah. How does it feel that it's like kind of become your brand? I, I don't, I've, that's the first time somebody's ever said that to me actually. <laughs> and you kind of go, oh yeah, that's, yeah, that's really interesting. Um, somebody has to do it. And why can't it be me? There will always be firsts. Um, there's so much in the industry that needs to move on whether that's representation of black and brown artists, of black and brown characters, whether it's representation of gay characters, um, lesbian characters, there will always be first because we're not there yet. Yeah. So I'm very happy, happy to be first and, and long may it continue. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for yeah, allowing so many people to see themselves through your work as well. And yeah, Good. regardless of identity and everything, you're a phenomenal actor. So yeah. Oh, mate, thanks so much. <laughs> of course, we have to talk about Bridgerton season two. Is there a particular scene or anything about season two that you're most excited for, like, to be able to talk to fans about once they see it? You know, for the Queen, there's there's some beautiful moments of private, beautiful private moments. And there's definitely some wickedness that will continue, you know, with whistle down and so on and so on. But yeah, uh, yeah, I can't wait. It's it's a lot of fun. She has a lot of fun. The Queen has a lot of fun this time around. So, yeah, I think it will be it'll be really good.
this season we do concentrate on Anthony's story and the Sharmas coming in. So that's really thrilling. I can't wait for everybody to see what Johnny does. He's such a beautiful, beautiful actor. And I think, uh, you know, it's really focused on their story. Um, so, you know, there'll be a lot, there, there, there'll be lots of oohs and ahs, let me tell you that, yeah. And can you say whether there'll be a lot more plot twists in season two? Definitely more plot yes. twists. In, definitely more plot twists in season two. Yes, yes, yes. They're coming. Sorry, I can't say too much, but yeah, <laughs> definitely. Part diva. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Pot Diva. And then I know you haven't, you said that you haven't started the spin-off yet, but how do you yeah. think that you'll go about, because it must be playing Charlotte from the, um, the present moment that you're in, how do you think you'll navigate going back to a previous version of her? I think it's going to be really interesting because... It's, it's, it's in the world of Bridgerton. So we haven't come away from anything, the world that you've seen Queen Charlotte, this representation of Queen Charlotte in. So Adjua will be, Lady Danbury's going to be there. Mama Bridgerton's going to be there. Brimsley's there. So I think it's going to be, I haven't seen any scripts or any ideas, but to, to have young our younger selves as well I think will be really because she's it's an amazing story that I don't think is told and you know to continue 
in from Bridgerton, there's a little bit of history that we use in Bridgerton. And so to use that history in an origin story within the world of Bridgerton, I think is going to be really interesting and really exciting. But I I don't know anything yet. <laughs> I don't know anything yet, which is thrilling and terrifying all at the same time. You were also in... When did June get released? I think it was... June. <laughs> Yeah, it was this. Was it this year or last year? No, last year. Okay, last year. Yeah, I was like, it was near the end or near the beginning. I can't remember. Yeah, but we filmed. We filmed that. Is it two thousand and eighteen, two thousand nineteen? Oh, I didn't realize how before it was, it was. It's like, yeah, I was a young woman back then. <laughs> <laughs> I saw in another interview as well. You're, you're like me. You're a huge Marvel fan. So I was wondering if you have, either in superhero or sci-fi, whether you have like a dream role you'd like to play within those genres. I want to be in the next Eternals. <sighs> okay, have I'm manifesting this beat. Yes, I loved it so much. It's great, isn't it? It's really great. Yeah, I want to be in the next Eternals. <laughs> what would you like your superpower to be? I think something of the mind. I would love to have like a big black coat with a hood. Yeah, I love all that. Yeah, uh, next Eternals, please. You heard it here. <laughs> in roles in general, what, what excites you to make you want to go for a role? Yeah. Good writing is definitely the first and foremost. That's always a really interesting question because I'm interested in good writing, good storytelling, whatever that may be. I remember there was a time in my career where I was really frustrated with playing the kind of stereotypical black roles. And I really had to sit down and think about it and really work it through emotionally and intellectually about what I wanted out of this career and what I understood of this career and how this, the industry saw me as a black actor. And I kind of came to the conclusion and the revelation, I suppose, that the stereotype is really empowering, can be really empowering. But the stereotype for me had to start to be the doctor, the black doctor, the, the nurse, the lawyer, the policewoman who had the storyline, who was involved in the lead storyline. Because I was playing those characters really well, but they were secondary characters. They were great characters, great parts, but they were secondary parts. And I really had to say no. I had to start saying no to those parts to be able to get those parts that were more established in the storyline. So in answer to your question in a, a roundabout way, more of that is really interesting to me. But it doesn't matter what the role is. It's the way the story is told it's the writing and that character has to have has to be established within the lead storyline for me and i think for represent, representation and inclusion of black and brown people and uh, of lgbtq white you know persons actors everything i think moving forward we have to all be included in that but not necessarily have race or sexuality you know pounded on our screens Let's just tell the stories and have these people in the story. I think often when shows do represent, do do a lot for diversity and inclusion, you almost automatically put yourself on like a massive pedestal compared to like other people who don't even 
like other shows that don't even try to represent anyone. What do you feel about people's people wanting, for example, more LGBTQ rep or more like dark skin representation in particular? Yeah, 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 yeah. I would say it's coming. It's coming. We can't do everything yeah. overnight. We have to be patient. We have to have a voice in our little communities. One of the things that Chris Van Dusen, our showrunner of uh, season one and two, one of the things that he said about creating and putting Queen Charlotte into Bridgerton was he, he went, what if? What if we had Queen Charlotte in Bridgerton? What would that do? How would that allow us to create a world of diversity and inclusion? So I think for me, that's a really, really beautiful, amazing two words. And I think if everybody started doing that, just asking the question, what if? What if we had a gay character? What if we had the black gay character? I think it would open up a whole new world of storytelling, writing, inclusion, representation. That's what we need. We need the world reflected. We need our world reflected as we see it. So yeah, um, that's the what if. And I challenge you to say that to yourself when you're making decisions. What if? What if I did this? How would that expand and make a positive impact? Am I right in believing that you once trained to be an Olympic athlete? I did. I loved sports when I was growing up. It was a really, really, I still love it now. It was a really, really important part of my childhood and, and young adult. I mean, I swam for my county. I played hockey for my county. I played netball for my county. And I played, I, I was in the athletics team. Uh, my four by one relay team broke records. I broke records with the javelin. I mean, this is just like, you know, not like world records, but records within, you know, the, our community. Yeah, and I was part of um, Harlow Athletics team. And yeah, there was a moment in my life where that could have been, the Olympics could have been a dream of mine. But, you know, I, I did, I come from a really musical family. Everybody played instruments. We all sang, played Bugsy Malone in Bugsy Malone at school. Um, I was in like all the school plays, all the musicals. So it kind of went alongside the training as well. But then I had a ankle, sprained my ankle and had to take some time off. And it was just at that time where I was like hitting 16 and what was I going to do? And, you know, was I going to go on to university? What did I want to do? I remember my mum and dad taking me to one of those career days at school. We stood at the door and my mum was like, so what do you want to do? And I remember looking around and I seen this guy sitting all on his own behind a table and he had one of those, you know, triangle things with, the, with drama written on it. And I was like, I want to do that. That one decision just changed my life. And it's really weird, actually, because that, remember I, I was saying about, there was a time where I said no, I had to start saying no to roles. Mm. That was when the Olympics was here. And I was saying no to all these roles and I was out of work. And I was sitting on my couch watch, watching the Olympics thinking, oh my God, that could have been me. Do you know what I mean? I was like, what have I done? This is a big mistake. Oh my God. Thankfully, it's all worked out. Yeah, amazing. But it all worked out quite well. And I still train. I train three times a week. I do a Peloton. I do cycling. I walk. I hike. So it's still there, definitely. But yeah, that, that was a long time ago, babe. But yeah, I did. 
did um, like your training and your athleticism, did that help with your, do you think that helped with how you, like your dedication and your like discipline when it comes to acting? Yeah, I think so. I'm just, I'm just going, yeah, be positive, Golda, because there are definitely some times where you're like, I don't want to do it today. And I procrastinate like crazy, you know, learning lines and stuff. Like that. I'm like, oh, no, not today. I think once I get down to it, it's, it's, it's interesting because I'm dyslexic. I'm quite severely dyslexic. It always fascinates me because I'm, I'm absolutely fascinated with language and communication. But it's, it's, it's quite difficult for me. I don't sight read. I cannot sight read. It takes me about three days to possibly do something that you can do immediately. But I love it. I love what I do. I couldn't do anything else. I don't want to do anything else. I have a real passion for it, a real passion for storytelling. It's such a natural medium for me. I work from my instincts. Um, I very rarely do any research. Um, but my inst- I'm drawn by my instincts. And I think the greatest superpower, we were talking about superpowers earlier, the greatest superpower an actor can have is empathy. I think the empathy is really important to be able to dive into characters and to understand them and then to be able to portray that understanding to an audience yeah in terms of discipline sometimes my thoughts are a bit because of my dyslexia they're like woo, wah, yeah woo. do you know what i mean they're kind of like all over the place so with them um, with queen charlotte i listen to india irie oh i love her so much yeah she's great yeah. and for some reason I go out on a walk and I take a picnic and stuff like that and sit in the park. For some reason, India, her music makes my head go, all my thoughts just go, the Worthy album is amazing, right? And so I listen to her songs and I can, I'm able to learn the words as I'm listening. So, I mean, you know, probably psychologists or some kind of scientists will be able to tell us why that can happen. But I've tried other music to learn lines to, well, learn Queen Charlotte to, but it doesn't go in. For some reason, India's stuff, it really, yeah, helps with the character, helps with the learning lines. But it also helps my brain to just focus and all the kind of noise that I have disappears. Maybe it's because she's a queen in her her own right as well. (laughs) All hail, all hail. (laughs) Yeah. Before we um, get to the end of the call, is there anything that you wanted to share that hasn't been touched on yet? I don't think so. We did quite well, didn't we? <laughs> it's been, oh, yeah. I've loved um, listening yeah. to you and I'll definitely quite be well. keeping What If in my head as well while I go wrap my what if, hey. Yeah. So empowering, I think. So empowering. Is there anything else you want to ask? Oh, no, I just wanted to say thank you. I'm like quite shy, but your um, your energy is just very positive and very... So thank you very much for holding this. I'm space. hugging you through the screen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, made my day. Thank you so much. Oh, mate, it's been amazing to talk to you. Thank you so much. Oh. Really, really appreciate it. Pod Diva. Thank you for listening to Pod Diva. Queers for your ears. In association with Diva Magazine, the world's leading brand for LGBTQIA plus women and non-binary people. Please listen and subscribe on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at Diva Magazine. You can email us at editorial at divamag.co.uk. Share the love by leaving us a review. Pod Diva. Queers for your ears. Pod Diva. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.